welcome everybody to the Building Ehrensburg podcast. I'm Thomas Ehrensburg. And I'm Catherine Ehrensburg. This week we had our oldest son is deciding to play football for the middle school team, which is associated with the high school football team. And so he has to help with some fundraising. And so he had our his first experience with that, uh, sort of being a salesperson. Oof. So he had to sell these raffle tickets and... I knew he had no experience with doing that, but we've decided, I don't know along the way we've decided this, we've had conversations about how when it came to fundraising for these sports that these kids are going to play or other activities that they want to join. Anything they're fundraising for. It doesn't matter if right. it's sports related or not. That they were going to do it. They're they're in charge of their own fundraising. Yeah. Right? that has. In other words, I am not taking any tickets to the office to sell. You're not taking any tickets to the office to sell. I'm not calling the family members. You're not calling the family members. Right. They are doing They're it for themselves it. if they want to raise money for whatever the, the thing is. And so, it's kind of been something that we decided a long time ago. And yeah. it wasn't like just recently when the kids are no, just no, starting no, no. to sell yeah. stuff. This, this is like is when they were babies. We've... This is because we've had family that has come to us to ask us as the adults. The, the adults are asking us right. if we will buy whatever raffle ticket for their kid. I'm like, no. Your kid can come ask me if they right. want to sell me a raffle ticket. Or they're, whatever they're doing. Whatever it is they're doing. Right. So, I knew that I knew that he had never done anything like this before. So, the first thing we did is we kind of sat down and made a list of who to call. I gave based, him, on, based on how likely they were to buy right. what you were selling. Yes. Which is smart. It's research. You got to mm-hmm. do some little market research. Mm-hmm. Because mind you, these are $100 tickets. These are not like a $5 or like a $20 coupon book or a Boston butt. These are all the common fundraisers they do around here. I don't know about when we were kids, it used to be wrapping paper and... um, We did the gold cards. The um, the gold cards, at least in my memory, did not come around until I was probably in college. I don't remember this gold card. We did them in high school. Really? Mm -hmm. I don't remember that at all. I never sold that. I was a cheerleader. We'd never raise money. On track at track at all. There, I don't know yeah, why we didn't we, raise money in track. Well, we didn't. There was nothing to raise money for. Which I, guess. I loved. That's probably why I ended up going through with track because I was like, "This is great." There yeah. is no. I am not a salesperson. I'm not interested in going door to door. I don't want to ask anybody that I know to buy anything from me. This is all real interesting considering I'm a business owner and that's kind of what I do right. all the time. But. No interest in that whatsoever. So I'm so glad that track did not require me to sell any kind no, of. No, that is kind of interesting. Cards. Looking back, um, but we made a list, and then I I made like a little, some notes about what he had to say, um, like how much the tickets were and what he could win and those kind of things. And then the we add-ons. Did, we you did like, like a yeah, we did like a mock phone call, me mm-hmm. and him, you know, with me saying, "Sure, I'd like to buy one," and yeah. then he has to upsell. Yeah. <laughs> The, in, the insurance. So do you think that he was nervous about it and didn't want to do it? Or do you think he was fine with it? Um, I didn't think, think he twice was, about it? Yeah, I don't think he really thought twice. I think he's like, this is something I got to do and show me how to do it and I'll do it mm-hmm. kind of thing. I don't think he was, I'm sure he was nervous because you have to ask a grown up, hey, sure. do you want to buy this thing? And they might say no. I just remember when I was a kid, the only thing when I was really little 
well, they had the stuff at school. Um, what was that that they would sell? They they had all the prizes. The guy would come to school and basically sell the entire school on this fundraiser, whatever it was. I think it was a whole book of stuff. I'm sure anybody listening would know exactly what I'm talking about. The same guy would come to the school every single year to like hype everybody up about selling whatever. Do you know what I'm talking about? No, he would come I to don't. the school gym. This is the grade school I went to, maybe it wasn't. We did not happen. do that at St. Mary's. We, the entire school would gather in the gym and this guy would be like this traveling fundraiser, whatever. And he would come through and hype all the kids up about, about all these. selling stuff? Yes, about selling stuff. It was like the fundraiser of the year. And he would show you all the prizes that you would win if you got to certain dollar amounts. And I mean, no, the amount of excitement <laughs> that, you know, that. six-year-olds to 13-year-olds got about like bookmarks yeah. and little fuzzy stickers. stickers. I mean, like yeah. we lost our minds. We were yeah. like, I am going to sell a thousand dollars worth of wrapping so paper. Bounty ball. So I can get that bounty <laughs> ball that would cost me 25 cents from the little <laughs> vending machine. I mean, it was ridiculous. And so I never sold any of that stuff. My mom was like not having any of yeah. it. And I'm the same way. Like, I'm like, I'm surprised I would, you didn't try to sell that. I could see your mom being like, this is I dumb. I'm not, not doing but it. But I'm not a natural salesperson. I'm just not. I, I am not interested. I mean, I've said it a thousand times. I've been 80 since the day I was born. I am not interested in going to hawk, you know, stuff that has no value to me whatsoever. Like, I'm not interested in it. Right. Why do I need to sell this for the school? Like, meh, I'm seven years old. Why do I care about if the school makes right. money or not? You just like, want the bouncy ball. I got no skin in this game right. at all. Yeah. Zero skin in this game. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, now as an adult, I, I feel the same way. I would rather pay, like, write a check to the school for $20 than to go sell, you know, $500 worth of, wrapping paper or whatever Boston butts or whatever in right. order to make the same amount can we just donate the money and cut out all this other stuff that goes along with it because well, it's so miserable that's interesting because when I went to the parent meeting they gave us that option for that and I think that's a very recent that thing. options only well they said the option that only only exists for middle school football players because they're not at the school mm -hmm. you know they go to all these different feeder schools why is that for not the, the option players they have to do the fundraising why I couldn't tell you so in high school for you, you guys have... Well, because you still need to have the events, I guess. You still... You we know, could Look, we could really have some long long conversations about fundraising for schools and how it's done and how it's so antiquated, in my right. opinion. Um, well, the way I saw it was I would rather other people buy... This, like, I knew, I knew that our kids could sell stuff, too. You, you're saying you would rather raise it and have someone else foot the bill then for yes. if you're going to have to raise it anyway right there was no the, the when, cost was three hundred dollars right i could stroke a check for 300 or i can do these three different fundraisers that's going to add up to three hundred dollars sure. well when i was a little kid and even when i was a girl scout which is another example of fundraising right there's always the always these prize motivations right but in the end if you don't sell anything there's no there's no harm penalty. no foul yeah right. there's no penalty for it and so i'm not sure that I have ever in my entire life um, that I'm aware of been a part of any kind of sport or activity or anything where I had to raise the money or there was some sort of penalty because I think yeah. I would have quit instead. I'll be real honest about it. Instead of playing the sport? Yeah, I probably would have because I cheered in high school and we raised money as a group. So we all had a yard sale. We all did a car wash. We all did um, bagging groceries at the local grocery store for tips. Like we right. did it as a team always. There was none of this individual raising money stuff. Mm -hmm. um, and so it felt like it felt like something that we were doing together. And it wasn't me going door to door selling stuff. Yeah. 
you know? And plus, it was washing cars. It was yard sales and washing cars. All those things are like, you price stuff. If somebody buys it, they don't buy it. It's a very soft sell type situation, right. you yeah, know? you're not going out. It's all like donation-based. Yes. Yeah. It's all it's it's practically donation based, especially sure. the the tips for at the grocery store. At the grocery store and all this type of stuff. So that's my jam when it comes to sales. I mean, and I own a business now and my sales tactics are well, they're not really tactics, but um they're not they're not, not salesy. In your face. No. Buy I'm, this. No. Now. I'm just not a in your face salesperson. But anyway, all that being said, I think Do you think that would have changed if you had sales training? Why would I have sales training? Where would I have had interest to get sales training? I, I think don't know. Sales I worked a job is, and I had sales training. You have had, for being, okay, I'm the loud one and you're the quiet one. And for being the roles that we have in our life, it's mm-hmm. amazing to me that you have a thousand times more sales <laughs> experience than I have. You weren't good at it, but you I, still have it. I think it. I could have been good at it if I if I believed in the product. I think I would have been a lot better. <laughs> I had a job right after high school selling knives. You guys all know. You all know the company. And uh, you've had someone come here's to your what's house. Funny is I forgot about this part, but my brother reminded me that we both went and applied for that job, and he didn't get it. You're like I thought they were taking everybody. I thought that was hilarious when he <laughs> said that because I was like, everybody. You would think they were taking anybody. Yeah, anybody that would. If sign you on, showed up, yeah, you fill out the paperwork, which is and hilarious. A basic level of education. Yeah, which y'all both had the exact same yes. amount of education. Right. It is hilarious that um, there was even an interview process. Like yeah, there I would was. think, if you were breathing, that's good. <laughs> well, come on in here. Apparently not. We'll teach you how to sell these you knives. Didn't have the, you didn't have what it takes to because, sell knives. By the way, when you worked for this company and sold these knives, you had to buy your own set of knives to right. use to show to people. And so it wasn't even a matter of like them having to provide you a set of knives to use as demo. Right. You had to provide your own set of knives. So why would they not have and taken them? You had them? to make your own appointments, find your own leads. Yeah. Go out there and, and <laughs> get it done. And then you would they so they they taught me how to sell and they taught um, like we always had to come back every so often and follow up, re up on our training or, or yeah, oh, whatever. Like, oh, oh, yeah. Like we would talk about, you'd meet with our regional guy. How how much did you sell this week? Uh, you know, <laughs> not too good. <laughs> well, and he would like do a mock sale with you, and he would tell you, okay, see so, you now that's yeah, right there. That's where you really oh, you've got or whatever. And here's the thing, there's I re- nothing worse. I remember going through a lot of this sales training and I would be at my jobs or whatever, you know, trying to sell knives and it would hit me like, now's the time to hit the button. Now's the time to go. <laughs> couldn't I do just it. Couldn't. I, like, I was like, I just can't. These things are expensive. It's interesting. I would, you choke on sales. I choke when it comes to sports. Yeah. We really are different roles and different yeah. bodies. I Lord. just couldn't. Like I knew. I knew what the striking point looked like. Uh huh. You identified like, it. Yeah. Here it comes. <laughs> Let Let's it turn the page and see what else they got. <laughs> page seventeen here. Oh well, I definitely don't envy that position because I could never have sold a knife unless it was. I don't know. I can <laughs> sometimes can't even sell my own services because I felt like I did a pretty good job. Like I made these things sound like you want one of these. Well, because you really did think they were cool. They were cool, yes. I mean, regardless of the appointment, you like, would show them to me. And here they are, $100 for this one knife. 
I told you it was really cool, but it's still $100. <laughs> Don't buy it. <laughs> so expensive. You can buy a thousand other knives for this price. Yeah. So, so what was your other sales job? No, that was it. That was my, that's my sales Oh, I'm training. thinking of your customer service job. No, that was yeah. not sales. That was fielding punches to the face over the phone. <laughs> so when I was a kid, we'll go back to Girl Scouts again. That's the only real like door-to-door sales type thing I did. And I remember... <laughs> I was little. I was maybe, well, maybe I wasn't little. I don't know. I was somewhere in the, you know, elementary school. Older than a brownie and younger than a, so yeah, sometime in, well, you know, they got different stages, like Boy Scouts. Yeah. Anyway, um, I remember I was wanting to go door to door and my mom wanted to give me a script and I was not having any of it. I was like, forget it. I just won't sell cookies at all. I was really wanting those prizes. There was this pewter zebra I really wanted so (laughs) bad. And it was like the highest prize there was. When I tell you Peter Zebra, uh, Zebra people, it was probably an inch and a half tall. I remember Laura Brew used to always win all of them because her mom, I think, was some sort of leader. Um, Pack leader for the Well, what do they call them? Uh, I forget what they Den. call them. No. Den mother? No, that's all the Boy Scout <laughs> stuff. I can't remember what they call them. Anyway, um, and so I don't know where she was selling them or what was happening, but she always got all the prizes and she had all the examples of the things that they were had that year, yeah. and this pewter zebra was like, ugh, that was Just my calling ge- your name, man. I was never gonna get. I mean, you had to sell like a million boxes of, of cookies. Yeah. These are people that probably before I knew, even knew this existed were like setting up at the local grocery stores outside right. the doors. I had no, like, idea that people were doing that right. kind of stuff. No idea because if I was gonna sell cookies. I was going to sell cookies. Right. My mom and dad were not. They're not going to sit outside Walmart with you no, on a my, Saturday. And I, I feel the same way my dad used to describe about it. He used to say, well, first of all, my dad worked for the federal government, um, for the Corps of Engineers for years and years and years. It was his only job. Um, oh, I just, Meaning to say he didn't switch jobs back and forth. Anyway, he worked with the same people for all these years. And he's yeah. like, I can't stand it when these people bring in their kids thing that they want to sell. I don't want to buy it. So I'm not going to subject them to your cookies, Catherine. Like, right. and that's how I feel about it too. I don't want people selling to me. And so I'm not going to try to sell to them. Right. Um, as far as the kids having practice, I do think, think that it takes a lot of tenacity from a kid and a lot of good parenting from parents to teach their children that they're going to have to do it on their own. Because yeah. I think it teaches a lot of skills. Because it's not, yes, it's about selling the cookies or the knives or whatever it is. But ultimately, you are learning a lot of life skills. Yeah. I mean, I know people to this day who don't want to call and order Domino's Pizza themselves because they don't want to talk to somebody on the phone. They don't want to, um, like, they will pay for things in order for me to call for them so they don't have to do them. It's like stage fright except for on the phone. Right. When, um, so I guess it goes further than just fine or not finances, but, um, fundraising Fundraising. and things like that. When I was a kid and I wanted to find out how much something was at Walmart, my mom was like, well, look up the phone number in the white pages, you guys, because there used to be a phone book. Right. Look up the phone number, dial it, someone will answer, and you ask them how much something is. Now, this is back in the day when anybody called a store to ask how much an item was. Like, right. can you well, imagine? You have the internet now. now it's There's online. no reason to do that. Yeah, so I used to call this. I mean, I was probably eight years old or younger, maybe six. I can't even imagine what the person on the other side of the phone was thinking when they get, hello, um, <laughs> I'm looking to find out how much your... zebra. <laughs> Please. I never even thought that I could go buy a Peter Zero for cheaper in the dang box of that uh, cookies. You probably could have bought it for one box of cookies. Yes. The price of one 100%, box of cookies. 100%. 100%. Yeah. 
but I'm sure maybe it was custom to the Girl Scouts that year. Maybe it was a custom design. I don't know. But the script that my mom had for me was, hello, like knock on the door. Hello, my name is Catherine Cannon. I'm a Girl Scout. I could not get past that. Because I knew what the whole script was, but I was like, this is a stupid, they can see I'm a Girl Scout. I'm in my uniform. Right. I refuse to say my name and then tell them I'm a Girl Scout. They can see I'm a Girl Scout, right. and that ruined the whole thing for me. I still remember it to this day. <laughs> 38 years old, it probably happened at least 30 years okay, ago. was she going to go with you door to door? No. Then you didn't have to use her script. You could have just been like, yeah, mom, I'll use and that yet, script. And yet Bye. we thought about it until I just probably didn't sell any cookies. Yeah. I didn't even think to not do what she told me to do. How just, dumb is that? Yeah, that is, <laughs> just hit the road. All right. Yeah, I like the script. Yep. <laughs> Sounds great, mom. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> I never thought to do that. Well, that, you know, now that so I'm thinking now. about it. Yeah, so just now you said, I mean, it took you telling me that. Yeah, I didn't think of that. If we'd have teamed up, we'd have made a pretty good sales team, I think, back so, in. <laughs> sometimes I'm a rule follower and sometimes I'm not. That was the time when I was a rule follower. But yeah, the the ultimately the, the fundraising was not anything I was interested in, but... um. I think now that our kids are older, I'm okay. I get I get the reasoning behind fundraising. I right. just am really passionate about them. And with our guidance, it's not like we're throwing them out there to the sure. wolves um, and just expecting them to figure out how to do it on their own. We're helping them guide, you know, guide them in a way. And I think that all of this is going to give them confidence to do the next thing and the next thing. And who yeah. knows? Some people are natural salesmen and women. Um right. I think we have one. We have at least one. Um, and then, of course, there's many different ways to sell yeah. any given thing. Mm-hmm. And so I think the kid that we're talking about right now that's selling, he does, he is indifferent about whether or not yeah. he's selling. I think the, the child that we both think is a natural salesman, um, I don't think that he's ever going to look at it as sales. I think no. he's always going to look at it as relationships. Um, yeah, you build a good relationship and then people will want to help you. Right. Yeah, I don't think he'll ever even have to ask. Yeah. I think he'll have people offering to buy things from him or to help him with things, whatever position. And so I just think that through all this fundraising stuff, there's a lot of life skills being learned here um, that they'll use even if they aren't salesmen in their careers. You know, you don't have to sell something in order to, um, you know, look somebody in the face or talk to them on the phone and read pauses and I mean those things are super important I think yeah. they're really relevant for the common sense thing that we are talking about all the time on yeah. this podcast I mean those are the kind of things that that they would teach when I was when I would go to those sales meetings that's what they would talk about stuff like that it's interesting because it's not I mean as much as we're all different as humans we have an awful lot of things are exactly the same right. as each other and tendencies that we have as just humans and if we're uncomfortable about something or we don't want to do something, we have body language that shows that. Yeah. Um, and if you're a person that has been doing sales long enough and speaking to people and really talking to them and building a relationship, you can really start to suss those things out um, without them having to smack you over the head and tell you for yeah, sure. You just have a, a feel for it. Yeah. You've been doing it long enough. Yeah. And I think that that's really, those are super important life skills. And I think... Um, Learning those about other people can also kind of help you learn about yourself, all this self-awareness that we talk about and making sure that you're putting the best body. I don't, I don't know. I just think all of it is just a much larger conversation about um, just life lessons and milestones that you need to go through in order to become a fully functioning adult that right. can really um, do 
a lot of different things and that you're not truly focused on, you know, one, one super narrow path. Right. Well, like you said, I mean, you're building skills. The, the kids are building, we're hoping that they're building skills through all of these experiences of fundraising or playing these sports. You know, the other thing that, that I sort of talked about in my Instagram the other day, which is where this all kind of started, was that the fundraising stuff, it also leads into other things that when you, when they decide to take on this responsibility of playing a sport because that's what they want to do, there's a lot of things that come with that fundraising being one of them but the mm-hmm. other one that i talked about was them having to get rides home oh right yeah because, absolutely you know we have four kids and in the spring especially we had three kids playing for three different teams and it was a nightmare trying to get them to and from practices and all that and at times they had to get a ride and they in a lot of cases they had to ask someone that maybe wasn't their friend or they didn't know them before they started playing the sport. One, one of our kids is in the position she's in seventh grade, but she's playing a sport with much older girls. She's playing a high school sport. Mm-hmm. So she's in seventh grade. She's playing with juniors and seniors. And how old is the girl that she's getting a ride with from? Is she a junior? Probably, she's a junior, so sixteen, seventeen, so, maybe. Right. So you're talking about someone who is uh, four or five years older than her, which is a big deal. When you're that at young, that age, yes. at that age, it's a big, Huge. big deal. Yeah. And it can be very scary to talk to an upper class. And she's in seventh grade. I mean, I can't yeah. imagine when I was that age talking to someone. Now, she's a teammate, of course, but um, it's still scary. Yeah. And so, I mean, I'm sure you can imagine when you were a freshman, oh, uh, yeah, you were playing that. with, yeah. you know. No, I mean, I had, a, I had a brother that was two years older than me. And I remember his friends, like I knew all of his friends, but... I would not, I remember, I mean, this is. He's only two years older. I know, he's only two years older. I remember when we were in high school, freshman year, we had two different cafeterias and the freshmen and sophomores ate in one and the juniors and seniors ate in the other. Not that way anymore, but yeah. Well, on the first day of school, I didn't know that. I thought if you were in a certain building you ate in that cafeteria, Mm -hmm. it was not explained to me. (laughs) And so, (laughs) lunch came around. I went down to the junior and senior cafeteria and I walk in there, like looking for just anybody that I recognize yeah. so I could sit down at a lunch <laughs> table and not be like a loser. I had to sit by myself. Yeah. And very quickly I realized there's nobody in here that I know. Yeah. Except for a Your couple brother. of my brother's friends uh, were in he there. He was in there. Yeah. He was not in there. And I was like, okay, well, I know those guys because they've been over to our house or whatever. Yeah. I was like, but I sure as heck am not going to go and try to sit Ask next them. to them. Yeah. But one of them, flagged me over like oh, come over nice. here and you're like you're in the wrong cafeteria <gasps> that is so go across nice. the way <laughs> yeah go eat in the other cafeteria yeah like, thank god i have to say you know we some we're we have family movie night every friday night and so we've pretty much experienced every movie that exists on hulu netflix and all the other streaming devices and it's hard for us to bridge the gap between a seven-year-old and a 12-year-old on what's going to please everybody but any type type of reality not reality but you know a kid situation movie where they're in a classroom or they're in a school which happens a lot there's always like this bully situation people are mean to each other that must be more realistic than the life that we lived which i guess we're just really blessed and privileged to have lived in a world where the kids really were nice i mean you were intimidated because you were younger but i don't think anybody would have ever those two weren't in there i could have happened across some kids that would have been like hey freshman you think so eat this you know, pizza. No, <laughs> Throw I pizza. don't. That's I don't what I'm know. saying. I don't think we went to a school like that. You think that would have happened to you? I don't know. I mean, I I don't doubt that there are kids like that. Even today, it. I think if I walked into the cafeteria and I was the only freshman or sophomore in there, like maybe I would have gotten some eyes. Like, what is she yeah, doing why in, is she here? in here? Yeah. But beyond that, nobody's going to try to come mess with me. 
you know? I guess if you tried to sit next to them or something, yes, it might well, be why like, would I get do out that? Yeah, intimidating. You're right. Anyway, back yeah, to no her. No one's going to go out of the way. You're probably right. No one's going to go out of the way yeah. to throw a piece of pizza at me. <laughs> but I thought that could happen, you know? <laughs> You've watched too many movies, <laughs> way too many movies. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I think that that's a great skill that they've all learned that, you know, if you want something, mom and dad all, can't always be here to do all the things for you. Yeah, to do all the things for you. You're these are life skills that seem like really small. Yeah. But they're really big. They're really really big. Yeah. For example, a friend of mine who could possibly listen to this podcast and is going to hear the story. So I'm really telling it without names um cuz I don't even know the names anyway, but um there's a parent on a college message board asking the other parents out there on behalf of her child, where he could go to get his tire changed or who could come and get his car to have the tire changed because, A, he doesn't know how to change a tire. That's a problem. Yep, major problem. I don't care if you're a girl or a boy. If you have a car and you were off to college somewhere, you better know how to change a tire. If you have a car, period, you should know how to do that. Absolutely, 100%. Number two, the mom was asking on his behalf. Does he not have a cell phone with Google on it? Or social media. Or social media himself that he can ask. I mean, come on, guys. We are not raising our children with the ability to remotely fend for themselves. Yeah. If you're telling me that your kid is away at college. Can't get a flat tire fixed. Cannot get a flat. Cannot figure out. If they can't. Triple A. Even if they. You could YouTube a video. Right. And figure out right then on the spot how to change a tire. But, okay, so we can't change the tire ourselves. We don't even know who to call to get the tire changed. Except for mom. And number three, I bet you anything that if someone, a girl, were to show up, and not that there should be anything wrong with girls changing tires, but I can guarantee you if a girl were to show up to change a tire, they wouldn't be embarrassed about it. Like, you should be ashamed of yourself that you don't know how to change a tire and or you don't even know who to call to either come pick you up, come change it for you, whatever it is. Yeah. All of it's bad. So what I'm saying is... We are trying our best. I'm not saying we're perfect. Absolutely not. And we're going to forget some things along the way. Um, But we are trying our darndest to teach them these things that seem so dumb and insignificant, like calling someone themselves to sell a box of cookies or sell a raffle ticket, raffle ticket or whatever it is, an ad in the, um, whatever you call that thing. Insurance. No, the ad in the uh, program. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because you'll have to do that too. Yeah, Yeah, they haven't done that yet. In order to get them to the place where there's just some common sense. Yeah. I just want them to have common sense. Well, and I guess my ultimate hope in all of this is that by the time, you know, he had to sell two tickets, but he can sell as many as he wants. And in fact, there's prizes, I don't know for him necessarily, but when he gets to high school. Are they fuzzy and sticky? They're, Do they stick on their shoulder? I mean, essentially. They're, <laughs> yeah, they're, you can get hats and backpacks and jackets and. I don't know, it's pretty cool. Extra, I mean, yeah, it's it's team gear. Yeah, that's cool. So, I mean, the highest prize is they get a helmet, one of the, like, the nicest, newest helmets Ooh. that are, you know, a regular helmet costs, I think, like, 250 This one's 450 Yeah. It's, like, one of the special concussion ones. They look really cool, too. Yeah. So that's, like, the big prize, you know. So, it's, but you know, still, I'm teaching them to sell still would always, two tickets because that's the minimum. Yeah. But, you know, when they get to high school and they're like, I want that helmet. Right. Well, I've shown you how to sell the minimum. If you want the helmet, go get the helmet yourself. That's how you bump it up to the next level as you get older, right. for sure. I mean, it's just learning the basic things. So, that I mean, these are all skills. These kids, I mean, they're 
the ranges of age that they are now, they're they're all at different levels of skill learning, obviously. Sure. And it's just building those skills up over time until yeah. they, you know, are old enough to go out on their own. Because ultimately, we are raising children that we want to fly out of the nest. Guys, I know we love our children, but we are not raising kids to live with us for the rest of our lives. Yeah. We're just not. I'm going to be so sad when they go. I'm going to cry probably when I have an empty nest for just a bit, not forever. Um, we're crying until we take that first vacation without them be like, peace. <laughs> no, we had babies early so that we could start bringing them back with us and they'd be more fun and yeah, we wouldn't have to take care of them anymore during our trips and we can actually afford to pay for them to come with us. Um, but all that being said, we are raising them to be adults. We are raising them to fly the net from the nest. Yeah. We want them to still want to come back to the nest and love the nest and be nostalgic for the nest, but they, ultimately they got to get out. Yeah. They have to get they out. They got to be able to function. And if they can't change a tire for themselves at college, what are we doing? You're at college. You're about to be a college graduate and you don't know how to change a tire on your yeah. car. I mean, that's a basic thing. You think about other skills that you're teaching them, like making phone calls for yourself. You know, if they're in college and they need to get in touch with the, you know, the dean. Or in touch the, with someone to change their tire on their car? Well. They, don't, they can't do it. Or something even more high tech. You know, if you have to talk to your advisor about something that's really a let tough me tell decision. you we don't have children in college right now but the stories i hear about the parents who are contacting the deans and the teachers and professors yeah, on happening. their ch- adult children's behalves yeah it's a huge problem i would be mortified if my parents did that even in high school i think if my parents and my dad worked at the high school but yeah if he had been asking around about me i'd yeah. have been like what are you doing yeah you're I don't, embarrassing me i don't know that my parents ever there's just, and I even feel the same way about the the grade school level, um, which is a tough. That's a tough lo- um, line to hoe. Is that what they say? Tough uh, road to road to line to toe. Li- road to hoe. I want to add hoe in there somewhere. You know, there's a hoe. You anyway, gardening. I don't know. Anyway, um, okay. it's been a little different with with 2020 and COVID and all that. But previous to that, obviously, our children were in school, and I've always been the parent that. I will come up there for the events that that have anything to do with parents. You know, yeah. if there's an open house, I'll be there. All of that type. Of, if my kid's reading at church, I'll be there. Um, They're receiving an award. Yes, I will be there for all of those things. Yep. But I am absolutely, and I, I even would visit them um, and eat lunch with them from time to time in the cafeteria when that was allowed. But when it comes to the parent who's just randomly floating around the school all day, that's not me. Yeah. I need for the teachers to do their jobs. And I will do my job. Like, I feel like unless there's a problem, unless there's an actual problem going on, my child does not need to see me in school all the time. They need to learn to be removed from me a little bit. They need to learn to do things for themselves and do what the teacher tells them to do and not constantly feel like I'm going to come swooping in or that I'm constantly watching them. They need to have their own identity at school where they're able to build relationships with people that I'm not constantly looking over them. And so... I don't know whether how teachers feel about that. I've never asked anybody how they feel about it. I think a lot of teachers appreciate the parent participation in a lot of ways. I think parents, I mean, I am a teacher on the high school You're level. It's a little though. different, but yeah. I want parents to know what's going on, but I don't want them to get involved. Yeah. I want you to be checking your kid's grade, and when they go home and they made a bad grade, I'm not going to send you an email that they made a bad grade. I want you as mom or dad to check their grade. If they did poorly, you ask them about it. Yeah, have a conversation with your kid. Right. 
Ask them what happened. Yeah, I don't need you to email me. What can little Johnny do? I need little Johnny to email me. Like, or just come see me. What can I do to improve my grade? Right. No, that's and, a little different in kindergarten and first grade. You know, sure. all these littler grades. But we've maybe had a couple of parent-teacher conferences over all these years with four kids. Yeah. We're not... And I think they're all about the same kid because he has sure. his learning issue. Sure. But... But all that being said, I... And it may seem to these teachers, maybe in the modern day, it may, maybe they're used to more parent, like, being around. It depends around. on the teacher. I, if sure. it's a younger teacher, that may be what they're used to. If it's an older one, they're probably used to the way that our parents treated us when sure. we were coming up. So there may be some teachers who think that I'm a completely hands-off, not yeah. interested in my kid's education, and it's not that at all. I'm observing from afar. Right. Like, I will come in and do what I need to do in right. order to keep the kid And we're on the checking their narrow. grades. And when they're not, you know, when someone doesn't do well on a test or their grades start slipping, we step in and inquire. Sure. With them. Sure. Yeah. I don't, I don't email a teacher unless it's, I'm getting some sort of story that's not making sense from the kids. Mm-hmm. And it's like, all right, now I'll email a teacher. Like, that's this like is, last resort, though. Right. Like, something's not adding up right here. And, get sorted out before we ever get to that point. Right. But all that being said, like, we are teaching the kids responsibility for keeping up with their schoolwork, bringing home tests and quiz to study for, you know, all these different things um, in an effort for them to ultimately fly the nest and be adults. Like, this is this whole thing is about that in the end. So, and I think that that's, you know, where we started this all from was teaching them about how to sell things, but of course it's more than just selling things. Well, I think it was more about not necessarily the sale yes. happening. It was about you need to learn how to talk to somebody in a professional manner. Start a conversation on, right. hi, this is this is so-and-so. Hey, what's up? You can't start like that. It's got to right. be. Everything about hey, the Uncle whole conversation. Hey, so-and-so, this is, and this is what I'm doing, and this is why we're doing it. Would you be Would interested? Would you like to help out? Yeah. 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 I think it's a lot of different things, the respect of a conversation, having to ask for something, you know, it's all the things. Right. It's being, super important. Being ready, you know, because we went through some scenarios. What if he says no? Mm-hmm. You know, oh, come on. You know? Right, right, right. <laughs> you have to have a response that's, not well, a thank you for kid. taking my call. Yeah. You know. And, Polite, always. Because you never know when you might be able to circle back around mm-hmm. to somebody. And if you completely, you know, get upset or become disrespectful that's not it's not going to happen for you in the future no because you want to call them back later and maybe ask them for something else sure i mean maybe (laughs) and maybe they will help you in the future because they don't have the money right now or sure there's they would like to help you but they can't help you in that way you know you never know all right so that's our conversation on yet another (laughs) philosophy on raising kids from the perspective of possibly sales and phone calls and communication with other adults as children in order to raise them in a way where they can be amazing communicative adults. I would say it's slowly teaching them to become young adults. Yeah. Maybe. Absolutely. Which is always our number one goal. All right. Until next time, um, you guys can reach us on Instagram at Building Aaronsburg. Thomas's stories are muy fuego lately. Um, You can also reach us on Facebook at Building Aaronsburg. And if you want to email us, you can email us email us at buildingarensburg at gmail.com. Until next time, bye y'all. Bye y'all.